disease, ladies and gents. Is, is perfection a disease? Is it wrong to try to get better every single day? Is that the thing that's holding us back? Why not? That's what today's guest is going to be talking to us all about. So let's get the show on the road as we strive for perfection. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, let's do this thing. Who do we got on the show today? Well, you know, only 3% of business people have defined goals. Do you guys know that? 50% of your work hours are wasted, 71% of critical business decisions are wrong, and then 97% of your potential goes unfulfilled. Wow. Now that, that means that most of your productivity or your staff's productivity is wasted. So how do you fix that? Well, today's guest is about to share with us how he helps his clients break down their emotional intelligence blockage using a blueprint and a 100x DNA strategy. So let's learn how he helps his clients eliminate bad hires, catapult their influence, accelerate their impact, and unleash new income levels. Now, I'm excited to get started. I hope you are too. So let's welcome to the show, Daniel Tolson. <laughs> All right, Daniel, man, what do you think so far? My brother, I love it. I feel like a superstar. It's, it's the shot in the arm I needed for a Friday morning. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly what we want, man. That's exactly what we want. All right, let's jump into this. Um, you know, you have a story, I'm sure. There's a reason why you got into this particular lifestyle, this particular business. As an entrepreneur, we're a little bit crazy to get into this space. So why? Why are you doing this? Because I want to know. I got a telephone call at uh, 4 a.m. in the morning, and uh, there's never good news at 4 a.m. Uh, uh -uh. you, you don't hear about winning the lottery, <laughs> none of these good stuff. And uh, my manager, my duty controller, said, uh, Daniel, there's been an accident on an aircraft. Yeah. And I said, okay. And they said, it's not a peer support call. And I said, what is it? They said, it's your fiance. She's had an accident on the aircraft, and I went down to the hospital. There she is on a stretcher uh, in a cast from her ankle to her hip, and she's uh, fractured her knee. And uh, she's been then she's in and out of surgeries for the next two and a half years. So um, uh, the only yeah. choice was, hey, we're going to make our life better, and we're going to turn this um, shit into sugar. We're going to make this uh, work for us. So uh, that's how we got into business. And we went full-time uh, straight after my wife lost her job in her income stream. We went straight into business. And it was absolutely anything far from spectacular. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. <laughs> well, but let's talk about that for a second because you're not the only one. Anybody who steps into this entrepreneurial space and has never done it before almost always crashes and burns on that first one or, and it's usually because you have a backup plan. I'm guilty of that myself. I know I've, I've done that to myself a couple of times. You had no backup plan, man. Like it's, this is it. It was, it was sink or swim. Like one of those had to happen, right? Well, I, I had a backup plan. It was called the law of attraction. And instead of focusing on work, instead of doing what I was supposed to be doing, I'd use the law of attraction. and I'd try to attract my old job back. <laughs> but all I attracted was depression mm. and anxiety. 
<laughs> because instead yeah. of focusing on now and the future, I was focused on the past. And um, going, trying to go back uh, after burning the bridges is really hard, and it's not a good formula for moving forward. So I've um, committed all the cardinal sins in business. Uh, I didn't pay attention. I didn't look at my numbers. I was too busy watching what other people were doing. I was trying to use the law of attraction rather than taking action. And it all went downhill until eventually I got to probably, I'd say, rock bottom. And that was going on government assistance. So I had no money. I've got a uh, new wife. I've got a one-year-old baby. And I'm on social security. And it was all my own fault Mm. because I hadn't been paying attention. I thought just because I was optimistic. I thought because I was studying hard and learning, all that was going to fix my problems. But it was all an avoidance behavior. I was caught up in perfectionism and not doing what I was supposed to be doing, which was taking action. The analysis paralysis stage, right? You think about someday getting started in the future sometime when the time is right, when the clouds part, you know, whatever it is. But you never actually take action. Right? And that's a scary thing because that is the one thing that stopped. I was I was talking about this yesterday. I think it was, you know, the fact that there's something that you know you're supposed to do. There's one thing in your daily activity that is a dollar productive activity. And when it gets time to do that one thing, all of a sudden you remember that you have to do the dishes or you remember that, you know, it's time to fold the laundry or you're just going to spend a few minutes on TikTok real quick. We stop ourselves from taking action on the one thing that could probably make a difference in my life, right? I mean, do you did you experience that? I'd, I'd do everything. Now, I was thinking about taking out of the trash, checking the mail, WhatsApping my friends, <laughs> uploading a post on Instagram. Uh, it was all a disaster. Uh, Joe says every master was once a disaster, 100%. Um, what I found was that I'd get all these dopamine hits. I'd get the adrenaline rush. I'd get the serotonin hit for doing all the things with instant gratification. Mm. And, I, and I used to have this uh, quote going around the back of my mind. Uh, you know, if you do what is easy... Life will be hard, but because I was super optimistic, I thought my optimism would overcome that. But what I realized was if you do what is easy, life becomes hard. And for me, I started to feel it. I went down to the hospital and I couldn't breathe. And I said to the doctor, I said, I can't breathe. So he did x-rays, he did blood tests. And then he said, Mr. Tolson, there's nothing wrong with you. It's all in your mind. He said, you've got to go and see the psychologist. <laughs> so I went and saw the psychologist and she said, well, tell me what's happened. And I said, well, my wife had an accident, lost my career. I was co-leading a team of 17,000 cabin crew. I've come to a part of the world where I don't speak the language. I've applied for 300 jobs and my business is not working. And she said, well, I think the problem, Mr. Tolson, is uh, you're depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Take these tablets. So I took these tablets thinking that would fix the problem. And for the next fortnight, it was just like zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and I still, had the, I still had the same junk going around in my mind, the same negative thoughts. I wasn't taking action, but I was just numb from the feeling. And I mm. said to my wife, I said, this is not the solution. I said, this is not it. I said, I've got to really start to take action. But, you know, I was angry. I was uh, I was sad because I'd lost opportunities. I'd lost my career. And I'd also set goals that were too big. See, when I had my side hustle, my first goal was to earn a million dollars. Now, I wasn't even earning $100,000 in my career, yet I've got this goal for a million dollars in my side hustle. 
And so yeah. I never achieved it. I set myself up for failure and I laid all the groundwork for self-sabotage. So by the time I went into my business, I wasn't even convinced my business could do the numbers. I wasn't sold on it myself. It wasn't working for me. And with ecology, you know, I, I've got this stuff, but it's not working for me. So how can I sell it to anybody else? Mm-hmm. And so they were the real evils. I knew it worked for others. But I wasn't getting the results, so I couldn't sell it. So avoidance behavior. Check the trash. <laughs> check yes. the emails. Yes. Do everything but the action activities. Zig Ziglar talks a lot about that same uh, thought process. He talks about how when he used to sell kitchenware, he would do you know in-home presentations, right? And so he would come in, present the cookware, and then people would buy eventually. Maybe they'd do parties at their own house. Well, he said he had a sales rep that wasn't being successful. And so he would go over to the guy's house and he's like, you know, what's going on? He's like, well, you know, my my wife, she just got in an accident. You know, our, our car's damaged. I don't know who's going to pay for that. Um, you know, like you know, my kid just got braces, like all these different excuses. And as he's doing that, he's making dinner and, and Zig goes, I know what your problem is. The problem is you don't believe in your own product. And he goes, what do you mean? He's like, kind of pointing at the obvious and look at the cookware that you're using. And he's like, oh, you mean, cause I don't have a, I, you know, it's because of all these things that are happening. I can't do that. You don't believe in it yourself. Like all those same feelings that you're, that you're having, that you're describing right now are the objections that are stopping you from going forward. If you address them, if you had that belief, that confidence, that's going to take you to a whole different level because you, you know, even the Bible says, the man with the faith of, faith of a mustard seed can move mountains, right? Like literally you can do so many things if you believe in yourself and you have the confidence to move forward. So Daniel, what do you do? What, what are you doing to help make that happen for your clients? What do you do? Well, my clients come to me for three things. The first one is influence. The second thing is impact. And the third one is income. So when they come to me, they wake up in the morning and they say, I feel stuck and I don't know what to do next. So they say, Daniel, what I need is I need to become more influential. I've got to become influential in my life. See, what you're talking about here, people aren't getting the results, so they're not a product of their product. The first thing Mm -hmm. they've got to do is they've got to get the results with their product first of all. Then they just don't get confidence, they get conviction. And it's somebody that who's convicted, their mind can't be changed. So they want to become more influential. Once they have that conviction, then they can talk with authority about what they do. So they want to be able to influence people. Secondly, they want to accelerate their impact. A lot of us have seen our parents and our grandparents wait uh, 30 and 40 years in their careers to get the gold watch, where my clients say, I want the gold watch in my 30s. I want the Rolex in my 40s. I don't want to wait. And once they start to get a little bit of success, they go, I want more of this and I want it faster. You know, humans, we have a need for speed. We want things faster. And there's nothing worse than having a six or a seven figure goal and it taking 10 or 20 years to achieve. See, what we know is the average person will double their income every 72 years. They're the statistics. However, a high performer can double their income every seven years. But what I'm seeing with my clients is I can see these people doubling their income, and it sounds crazy, within 90 days. And we're not talking about going from a dollar to $2. We're not talking about going from $5 to $10. We're talking about 50 
thousand per month to a hundred thousand a month. I've seen companies go from forty-five million a year to a hundred million a year in under six years. So they want to get there faster. And then the third thing is they want to unleash these new income levels. And it's not that they're just driven about dollars. It's not the dollars, and we've got to get understanding that. It's what they can do with it. Mm -hmm. Now, a client said to me recently, he said, Daniel, uh, I'm making billions of dollars per year in my business, but it's not enough. And I said, how do you mean? He said, well, making a few billion dollars a year has only enabled me to feed two million homeless people. He said, there's more people to uh, to feed. He said, it's not about the money. It's how many people I can feed with the money. That's important. So they want to unleash these new income levels so they can achieve their impact goals. That's the big thing for them. Yeah, those are those are huge things. Like when you when you take a step back and you try to figure that out at first, how does one do that? Right. I mean, if that person that you're talking to right now is feeling like, you know, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do. I felt like that. There's some days where I feel like I don't know what to do next. And there's other days where I feel like everything is going in the right direction, right? And and there are kind of ups and downs, peaks and valleys. How do I know this is not a like a temporary thing and you know, or or it's a problem that I need to have solved? Hey, we've got a problem here. It's a tough one. And I think first of all, it's with emotional intelligence, is we feel this feeling, but what we tend to do is we tend to take it and we uh, repress it and we put it over there in the corner mm. where we put all the other stuff that we don't want to deal with. Yes. So we take it and we put it over there. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to have recognition on how we're feeling. So we have more than 70,000 thoughts going through our mind every single day. 70,000. And about 70% of those are counterproductive and counterintuitive to what we want. So I remember I was at home and I'm making my slide deck perfect. I'm spending eight hours aligning the uh, the emojis. I'm spending eight hours getting the font size right, but I'm not going live. And so I'm feeling this stress going, I should be just going live. Don't worry about that. That's not important. But I just start to fear, you know, I'm fearing the unknown. You know, what if I actually do get this success that I'm looking for? Can I handle it? Yeah. What if I make a bunch of sales and then people want refunds and they want to um, take advantage of me? You know, these things go through the mind. What if I lose my financial stability? What if I actually decide to go all in and then I blow it and I lose the financial stability? So instead of focusing on what I want, I'm focusing on what I don't want. And that's the problem with the mind. 70% of the thoughts we have are counterproductive. And a lot of people who experience perfectionism, they say, what if I try and fail? Well, I can't fail, so I've got to do it 100% right. But in business, nothing works 100% of the time all the time. You know, business, if we just get 51% of the things right, we can make money, but we're trying to get this perfection. And so people say, you know, I've got to get it 110% right. I've got to get 1,000% right before I start because I can't handle failure. And so all of these things are actually feelings. It's not so much the words in the mind. It's these feelings that we have. So we're going to become attuned to those feelings. Then we're going to learn to regulate that so we don't procrastinate, so we don't hold back. That's that's the skill. Dude, that's and it's so difficult to, in my mind anyways, it's difficult to take in as a whole concept. But it, when you break it down into small little chunks, that makes a little more sense to me. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, let's take a step back, right? I, I like to think of it as when you when you are able to step back from the situation and kind of name that thing, right? Oh, this is the lazy version of yourself. Like this is the one that, right? This is not the approach. What's going to happen if you do this? This is what's going to happen. 
So get back on track. Like picking at those little personality traits, identifying them, I think that for me has been one of the easier things to do. But I do have that other flaw that you said where when I'm not dealing with certain things, I just kind of shove it to the corner and not deal with it. I do that. I know I do that a lot. I'm really good at taking what is what I don't really have control over or what I you know, deem that I don't have control over and putting that away somewhere so that I don't have to deal with it at this moment. Like that's, I feel like that's not really a good habit to have now that you pointed it out. How do I fix that? I, I was working with a, a business in Australia and we'd, we'd just come into COVID and we, we stopped and we asked ourselves the question, you know, as a consultant, I sit down with my clients and I say, knowing what we now know about COVID, what should we do differently? And we looked at everything that we had control over. Well, the first thing we realized is we had no control over COVID. COVID was mm-hmm. going to do what COVID was going to do. We had no control over the government. The government was going to do lockdowns and we couldn't oppose that. And we finalized it and we came down to two things that we had control over. We had control over our level of activity mm-hmm. and we had control over our attitude. So we said, well, if we can control those two things, what should we do? So our clients started to make 6,000 telephone calls per month in an industry that historically makes about 600 calls per month to their customers. So for a whole year, they're doing 6,000 calls every single month. And a year later, they came back and they said, Daniel, you wouldn't believe it. Now, when my clients say you wouldn't believe it, I already start to smile because I know they're going to tell me something that's going to blow my mind. But um, I'll say, I absolutely believe because I see it all the time. They say, you wouldn't believe, Daniel, we controlled two things. I said, what was it? They said, we controlled our level of activity and we controlled our attitude. And I said, Mm -hmm. what happened? They said, we did $2 million of new sales this year because we controlled our level of activity and our attitude. And so they just took full control of it. And our attitude, instead of repressing it and hiding it over there, it's saying, hey, how am I going to deal with that? How do I change my approach to my fear of failure? How do I change my approach to losing my stability? And once you master that, then success is almost predictable. It's right around the corner. So there, there is a chance, right? <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance. All right. So, you know, you kind of hit a few, a few of my own pain points. But um, help me describe again, who is your ideal client? Who's the person that you ideally want to work with? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. My ideal client wakes up in the morning and they say, I'm feeling stuck and I don't know what to do next. So the first thing is they realize that they're stuck and they still don't know what to do. And normally this type of client wakes up between the age of around about 35 to 55. They've already got 10 to 15 years of business experience. They've tried everything that they know and now they've run out of ideas. So they're really problem aware. So it's that feeling, I'm stuck and I don't know what to do next. And they normally come from two areas. One, they'll be a business owner and they're in that growth curve. So they get to that stage and it's called the founder's trap. My business could grow, but I'm the cap on my business. The business can't outgrow me. So we need some new blood. We need some new ideas here. The second type of person has been in their career for around about 15 to 20 years, and they have a feeling that they should be so much further ahead in their career by now. They should be so much further ahead in their incomes. So they have this awakening. I even call it a period of darkness. (laughs) It's like they feel lost and they can't see the future. And that's when they come to me. That's my perfect client. Man, 
I'm a little scared now because you kind of described me on that one. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, 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 I feel a lot of those things. Like just that idea, that concept of, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years. Like I've been in business in multiple businesses 15 years. I know where my businesses are at right now. I know that if I do certain things, I can take those to the next level. And I'm thinking to myself, do I want to be the one that does those things? Right. Like, and, and because I'm at that point, I'm like, there's that cloud. Like all of a sudden it's, you know, you, the, there is path, there are paths forward. I can see them. They're there. Do I want to venture in them? Cause I don't have a clear outcome at the end. It's a little exactly what you're describing, man. <laughs> so how, how are you getting customers? How are you reaching out to people to find people like myself? Well, I think for for all businesses, including mine, the hardest thing is to capture people's attention. I mm-hmm. believe that attention is the most precious commodity. And if I talk about my business, for an example, one of the things that my clients hate, one of the things they don't want is they don't want rah, rah, jump around type of seminar. They say to me, uh, Daniel, we've been to those in the past. Um, we've been to that big guy and we've jumped around and we came out and then it felt like somebody just popped our balloon and we went (laughs) (laughs) and come back down to earth. So my clients, when they're looking for me, it's normally they, they want to solve two problems. One, they're really competitive and they want to dominate more of their market space. So they start to ask referrals. Who do you know in this field? So that part of my business is really referral based. So I get these business owners, these CEOs, these MDs who are super hungry. Their team members don't have my skill set. So they start to ask their referral partners. However, it's a very slow burn that you get great referrals and the referrals I get, they normally stick around with me for five to seven years. So once you Mm. get them, you can keep them. However, the challenge is for me is to scale that. So as a consultant, the hardest part is when you're consulting one-to-one, you are only selling your time for the dollars. So you're exchanging Mm -hmm. time for dollars and it's capped. So you can't do much more than 10 hours consulting a week effectively. So the other part of my business is my seminar business and my speaking business. And I had 2,222 people through my signature program last year. But to be able to do that, we have to invest in Facebook marketing. We have to have significant investment of driving new traffic because Mm -hmm. the people that I can help, they don't even know I exist. So I get this feeling that I'm the world's best kept secret. Nobody knows who I am. They're not listening to my podcast. They're not reading my blogs. Nobody's pressing like on my Facebook, my Instagram, my LinkedIn posts. So the the big realization that I had was I have to buy traffic. And my mentor, Brian Tracy, said, we live in a day where we have to buy customers. And so if you want somebody to spend $1,000 with you, you might have to pay $100 just to get them through the door. Yes. Now, what we do is we buy a lot of traffic today and we invest a lot in Facebook marketing. And it's the real thing that really drives a lot of traffic to our funnel. So our funnel might start with 10,000 people in the front end. And by the come, by the time they come down through our programs, our um, masterclasses and down to my three-day signature program, you might go from 10,000 down to 500 people at a time. Mm. So it's a significant investment in traffic, but also doing a lot of partnerships. And, and I love going on podcasts because you can start to open yourself up to new audiences. It's like your audience today. They might not have ever heard 
the message from me. They might have heard it from many other people, but they haven't heard it from me. Yeah. And sometimes we reach these greater audiences. Uh, I also do a lot of stage presentations pre-COVID, speaking to groups of 500 and 1,000 people at a time. That's really good, but it's, I'll tell you what, that's a lot of effort to do a uh, to have a live event and then to go there. It's huge effort. So my preferred choice is Facebook marketing, uh, doing live events and webinars. That's how we drive traffic. Mm, well said. And that's really the the conclusion that I can, I've drawn myself. Like, uh, I had a guest, I mean, literally, you are episode 922. I've had the privilege and the honor to interview over 650 entrepreneurs to learn lessons just like that, right? That over time, you're like, you know, I'm in business. How do I get more people to recognize me? Okay, I can create a podcast. Okay, that's great. I can create additional content. Yes, that's definitely going to help. Um, how do people see it? Oh, you can try to do the organic thing, and that's great. Or you can just do what the rules of the game are, which is just pay for it. Go put yourself out there. Get your message in front of as many people as possible. I was it, I, The way I was informed was it was like four steps, right? When you first start, you're invisible. Nobody knows who you are. But as soon as you start posting content, putting your, your face in front of people, your messaging in front of people, you start to become visible. As you show up on a regular basis and people are jiving with you and your message, you become credible. And then after that, once you start to build some credibility and you're following, that's when the profitability comes into play. And you have to go through all the stages. Some stages are fast. Some stages are slower for other people. But you got to go through all those stages in order for you to reach that next level of success. Um, so... If somebody does want to work with you, what is that process like? It looks like your funnel is getting pretty full there. <laughs> the funnel's chock-a-block. Uh, when somebody's working with me one-to-one, -one, the most important thing for me is I sit down and I want to assess their levels of emotional intelligence. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm judging you on your levels of emotional intelligence. I want to pinpoint where you are more active and less active. So let me give you an example. A lot of business people come to me and they say, Daniel, empathy is my greatest strength. I can read the emotional makeup of other people. And I say, congratulations. So we have a look at their level of emotional intelligence in the area of empathy. And sometimes people's empathy scores can be so high that they move from being empathetic to an empath. And so they're in a sales situation. They go, I feel this person's pain. It's like my story with my wife. My wife lost her job. She lost her income stream. The family's suffering. I'm running out of money. All of a sudden, the business owner stops selling. Mm. And they stop selling and they stop doing their job. The problem is their empathy is so high that it gets in the way of running a business. Also, that level of empathy can be so high that they don't address shortfalls in their business because they don't want to offend somebody in their business. So mm. I always want to look at that because with my work, uh, especially around leadership, I want to pinpoint your strengths. I want to pinpoint your limitations so we can get straight to the root cause. I don't believe with all these Band-Aid solutions. I don't believe in the uh, surface level crap. I want to get to the heart of the matter because if we can just solve that one problem, everything else will take care of itself. So I always use science. And I have 6,500 case studies on the emotional intelligence of people earning five all the way up to 10 figures USD per year. And so I know how they act emotionally. 
So that's if I'm working one-to-one. For my other programs, before they come to my signature masterclass, I want them to first of identify a couple of things. I want them to realize that they are held back by fears, doubts, and limiting beliefs. How do we know we've got fears, doubts, and limiting beliefs? Well, oftentimes we have perfectionism. We go from masterclass to masterclass. We read book mm-hmm. to book to book. We attend all these programs. We've got all the knowledge. We've got all, all the skill. And yep. we're still not successful. If we've got all the knowledge and skill and we're not successful, then it comes down to attitude, fears, doubts, and limiting beliefs. And there's going to be four fears that hold my people back. And if they can see these four fears within themselves, then I can help them immediately. The first fear is they have a fear of being taken advantage of. So they don't want to ask for help. They feel that asking for help is a weakness. Secondly, they have a fear of rejection. They won't speak publicly about what they do. They'll speak about it privately, but they won't speak to the masses because they don't want to be judged. The third one is is that they have a fear of leaving their comfort zone. They say, what if I actually do resign from my job? I start my business and it fails and I lose my stability. If they can identify that, I can help them. The fourth one is, it's, and it comes back to this perfectionism, it's the fear of trying and failing. What they do is they get caught up in the learning phase and they never get through to the action phase. And the action phase is where they make their money. However, what prevents them, it's not knowledge, it's not skill, it's their fear. So this mm. is how the mind works. You have a thought, your thoughts influence 95% of your feelings and your feelings determine your actions. So if you've got all the knowledge and you're not taking action, then you have a fear, which is preventing you from taking action. So if they can identify that, I can help them, and we can really turn around their life in just a matter of days. Mm, Identify, identify, identify. That's really what it comes down to. All right, well, let's, you know, there's things that you have going on right now, and we want to make sure that we share that with the audience. So what do you have uh, going on that you're promoing at this moment? Me? I'm giving away free money. Yeah, I'm giving away free money. Absolutely. (laughs) I like that. The first one is I just wrote a book and it's called Change, Conflict and Crisis. And what happens is during times of rapid change, conflict and a crisis, our fears get triggered. We have an emotional hijack and we stop thinking rationally. So I wrote a book called Change, Conflict and Crisis. And there's eight practical ideas that you can learn from the book to overcome those fears so you can start taking action immediately. And what I love about action is action produces immediate results. I have seen people take action immediately. They pick up the phone, they start pitching, and their income goes up. I have one client in the middle of COVID-19. She made 138 million ringgits, which is around about 40 million US dollars in the middle of the COVID pandemic because she got her confidence back. As soon as she got the confidence back, she started to make the calls, the sales started to come through. So in change, conflict and crisis, we talk about these ideas. The second thing I've got coming up on the 21st of this month, my uh, my, my new masterclass begins. So it's called Unleashed Masterclass. And the Unleashed Masterclass is about unleashing new income levels. And as I mentioned before, the average person doubles their income every 72 years. I don't have 72 years to wait. My wife doesn't have 72 years to wait for me to get my butt into gear and double income. My daughter needs Barbie dolls. If, I, if she has to wait 72 years for the good Barbie dolls, <laughs> she's not going to be very popular. So... I'm going to teach people how to unleash those new income levels. And high performers can double their income every seven years. Now, 
I don't have seven years to wait. So I'm going to give you ideas that people are doing today that are making millions of dollars every single year, not because of they're getting new knowledge. It's not a, it's not a hack. It's working on the mindset. So what I like to say is I've got a mate, John. He's a really bad driver. Every time I hop in his car, I fear for my life. But I also love John, and I think that I want to buy him a beautiful big red Ferrari. I want to gift him a beautiful big red Ferrari, but I think to myself, if I give him this beautiful big red Ferrari, it's not going to make him a good driver. He's still going to be a bad driver (laughs) with a a really expensive car. (laughs) So it really comes down to mindset, and the Unleash Masterclass is all about having fun, working on our mindset, and unleashing these new income levels. And uh, how do people get a hold of you? How do they find the information to work with you? Say hello to my little friend. Come straight to my website, danieltolson.com. On the main page there, you'll see links for my latest ebook, which is called Change, Conflict and Crisis. And you'll also see links there where you can uh, register for the upcoming masterclass, which is the Unleashed Masterclass. So go to danieltolson.com. Boom. There it is, Daniel. Thank you very much for coming on the show, man. You you literally were speaking to me. I mean, I know that when I do an interview, you're speaking to me too, but your messaging was very much uh, in line with what I, the way I think, the way I do things. So uh, thank you very much. Really, really thank you very much for coming on the show. You made me kind of see certain habits and things that I'm doing that I didn't know I was doing to my detriment, but I know is a habit that I do on a regular basis. So I'm sure we'll be talking again here very soon. Um, last little couple things, uh, you're in the coaching business. You do your Facebook ads, you do those types of things. What did you think of our marketing, everything from booking to being on the show? Well, the first thing is when it comes to Facebook marketing for me, I realized that for me, I can't do it. <laughs> it's the scariest thing. It's the most time consuming thing. And Facebook marketing does not suit my personality type. And so if business people think you've got to do it all, don't do it. This area is a key specialization and reach out to the brothers to do the Facebook marketing. Your Facebook marketing, I was just going back to your website this morning and as soon as I opened up your main page, you gave me four options. (laughs) Learn more about this, learn more about this, book on the podcast and there was a fourth one there. And I was trying to navigate off that, but I was sitting there thinking, I can't navigate off this, so I just feel like I want to click something. But it's so bright and bold that I couldn't leave the page. Now, I didn't want to leave the page. It just captivated me. So I go on a lot of uh, podcasts, but in terms of professional podcasts, everybody else is down there somewhere. (laughs) And uh, you're over there somewhere. You're right at the top. I love it. No wonder you boys are in the top 1% of what you do. And if you know, talking about customer experience, it's a beautiful experience. The the transitions, the setup, the conversations before, it's magical. And I think if anybody else wants to replicate this, you've got a proven model and they should just come and learn from you and just get it from you. Don't try to reinvent it yourself. It's going to take you 10 or 20 years to figure out what the boys are doing, but they can give it to you immediately. You'll save 10 years of your life. Uh, you won't lose your hair. <laughs> your wife, your husband will be super happy and your kids won't be pissed off because you won't be using all of their free time trying to build your business just come and speak to the brothers oh best testimony i could have asked for daniel thank you very much for coming on the show ladies and gents that's what it is i mean you literally are going to either do one of two things you're going to spend the money to save yourself the time or you're going to save yourself the money 
by doing all the work and spending all the time. So you got a choice to make. If you got a business, you're ready to go to the next level, or you've had a business like me and maybe you're feeling a little stuck then maybe you should reach out to Daniel. His name is his website. So it's really simple, DanielTolson.com, DanielTolson.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-T-O-L-S-O-N.com. Reach out, have a conversation. I know I'm going to, because literally, uh, man's speaking directly to me. So if you guys are like me, your audience is a show, I mean, this might be the next step that you need to take in your uh, career, some sort of mentor to help you get there. Thank you very much, Daniel, for coming on the show. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again manana. Peace. And we're out. Thanks for watching The Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with The Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more.